Hello, and welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Thursday, July 6, 2023. We're still celebrating American independence here on The Daily Poem. But whereas the week's earlier poems were earnest, heartfelt, searching reflections upon American ideals, uh, what America is, what America has been, what America could be. Today's poem is a little more relaxed, and it is a portrait of American life at a particular American time in a particular American place. It is Oxcart Man by Donald Hall. Hall in addition to being an accomplished poet of the uh, mid and late 20th century and early 21st, I was a gifted literary critic, uh, editor. He was a one-time poetry editor for the Paris Review. Uh, he also uh, discovered and helped publish a number of notable poets of the 20th century. And after the year 2010, when he swore off writing poems for good, he also became a gifted and rather moving essayist. But to some, including uh, most of the people living in my own home, Donald Hall is best known and remembered for his children's book, The Caldecott Medal-Winning Oxcart Man. The book based on a shorter poem about a man who lived on a farm with his family and would make a yearly pilgrimage on foot to Portsmouth, Portsmouth Market, in order to sell his wares uh, and collect the things he needed to subsist for the following year. I'll read it once and then offer a few remarks from Donald Hall himself about the genesis of the poem and the children's book that sprang from it, and then finish by reading the poem a second time. Here is Oxcart Man. In October of the year, he counts potatoes dug from the brown field, counting the seed counting the seller's portion out, and bags the rest on the cart's floor. He packs wool sheared in April, honey in combs, linen, leather, tanned from deer hide, and vinegar in a barrel, hooped by hand at the forge's fire. He walks by his ox's head ten days to Portsmouth Market and sells potatoes and the bag that carried potatoes, flaxseed, birch brooms, maple sugar, Goose feathers yarn. When the cart is empty, he sells the cart. When the cart is sold, he sells the ox, harness and yoke, and walks home, his pockets heavy with the year's coin for salt and taxes. And at home by fire's light in November, cold stitches new harness for next year's ox in the barn, and carves the yoke and saws planks, building the cart again. 
here is Donald Hall's account of the writing of this poem and its inspiration from his book of essays, A Carnival of Losses, notes nearing 90. He writes, my cousin Paul Fenton, his mother was my grandfather's sister, was a dairy farmer, tall and lean, a Democrat who sometimes taught agriculture at the state college and who loved to tell stories. Back in the 30s and 40s, on Sundays, people with cars visited people who didn't have cars. My grandparents had Riley, the lame horse. The older callers had grown up before radio, when living room tales or recitations had been everybody's entertainment. The middle-aged and the young paid silent attention to stories, and when the old ones died, I thought the countryside would lose its stories along with its storytellers. But when Jane and I moved to the New Hampshire farm in 1975, neighbors and family still came calling in the afternoon. No work on Sunday, no church after the noontime dinner, as they had done 30 years earlier when I spent childhood summers here with my grandparents. The mute middle-agers of my childhood had become the old storytellers. One Sunday afternoon that first year, Paul Fenton and his wife Bertha came calling. Paul sat on the sofa across from Jane and me while Bertha spoke of their farmer's son. Looking at Paul, I saw his mouth curl up at the corners. He'd thought of a story. When Bertha finished speaking, Paul said, Did you ever hear the one about the fellow lived round here? Every year in October, he loaded his cart with everything the farm and family'd made all year. Homespun, maple syrup, linen, maybe mittens, vinegar. And walked by his ox. All the way to Portsmouth, he sold everything from the cart. Then he sold the cart. He paused. Then he sold the ox. When the ox cart man sold his ox, my spine went electric. Paul kept on and told how the ox cart man brought presents home for his family, walking with the bundle on a stick over his shoulder. The next morning, I started a short poem called Ox Cart Man. Donald Hall would succeed in selling that poem to the New Yorker uh, to good reception. And then several months later, during a visit uh, from his daughter, who was uh, who had uh, he had read many a children book too in her youth, suddenly was struck by the idea that the poem might make a good children's book. So in a single night, he sat down and sketched the text of the book, adapted from the poem, and he added references to the rest of the Oxcart man's family and their participation in the year's labors. Uh, he took time to imagine uh, a longer list of the goods the Oxcart man might take to Portsmouth to sell, as well as the imported English goods that he might uh, acquire and take back home because they were not yet readily available in America. So he added lines like, for his daughter, he bought an embroidery needle. It came from a boat in the harbor that had sailed all the way from England. And for his son, he bought a barlow knife for carving birch brooms with. And for the whole family, he bought two pounds of wintergreen peppermint candies. And if you know the poem well, uh, or rather if you know the children's book well, you'll know that he also added 
what I hope you'll agree is the most beautiful line in the entire book. The line about the ox cart man kissing his ox on the nose as he bids her farewell. If you don't know the book and are coming to the poem for the first time, I commend the book to you uh, as soon as you finish listening to this podcast or even before uh, <laughs> begin uh, hunting up a copy for yourself. What's remarkable about the poem and more so about the children's book that resulted from it uh, is that it was extremely popular outside of the United States. Uh, Hall himself doesn't even dare to speculate uh, about why that might be, but especially in countries like Japan, South Korea, and China, uh, translations of the Oxcart Man uh, began to sell and still sell uh, remarkably well. In fact, the writing of this poem about uh, a particular American figure living in particular American circumstances, walking on foot to Portsmouth Market to buy goods imported from England because uh, there's not yet an infrastructure to produce them here, appealed uh, to these foreign audiences so much that uh, it turned Hall into a sort of unwitting uh, ambassador for the nation. He would be invited to these other countries to uh, read the book uh, and meet uh, <laughs> hundreds of uh, Japanese and South Korean and Chinese children uh, who were uh, great fans of his work to his uh, great surprise. Perhaps there's something universal about this experience uh, nestled within the particular that is, after all, the strength of every good poem. I'll read it one more time. Oxcart Man. In October of the year, he counts potatoes dug from the brown field, counting the seed, counting the seller's portion out, and bags the rest on the cart's floor. He packs wool sheared in April, honey in combs, linen, leather tanned from deer hide, and vinegar in a barrel hooped by hand at the forge's fire. He walks by his ox's head, Ten days to Portsmouth Market, and sells potatoes, and the bag that carried potatoes. Flaxseed, birch brooms, maple sugar, goose feathers, yarn. When the cart is empty, he sells the cart. When the cart is sold, he sells the ox. Harness and yoke, and walks home, his pockets heavy with the year's coin for salt and taxes. And at home... By fire's light in November cold, stitches new harness for next year's ox in the barn, and carves the yoke and saws planks, building the cart again. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. And tell your friends. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.